The Brum Radio Shop is now open with all sorts of Brum Radio stuff with everything from t-shirts and hoodies to mugs and posters and much more. Support Brum Radio. Go to brumradio.com and click on shop. Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. Hi, it's Barbara Nice here. Barbara's in strides that nice as in the biscuit. Hiya, kids. June. Flaming June. Which I used to, like, we used to say that about my auntie, Flaming June, because she sort of borrowed my mother's tights, never bring back. So whenever I think of Flaming June, I always think of Flaming June. But she's a good laugh at a party, though, June. So, you know, everything's yin and yang, fun, and she starts skiing. But she should have given my mum the American tan tights back. So, yeah, here we are. But I thought we'd gone this far. And I'm very pleased today because, in my mind, how many of these have we done, Paul? This is Paul who helps Hello. me. <laughs> this is Paul. If you don't know, if you're listening for the first time, this isn't Piggy and Richard Aaron. How come I'm <laughs> listening to this? So, you add it or you think, or I'm always dialing into it and think, of course, we know Barbara and we know Paul very well. Been helping me do these podcasts. We'd always done it a bit, but we sort of did it in earnest for something to do, really, mm. and then it's took off. What's your question and about the 56th overall try and look through it's it's a high number yeah this is a high number (laughs) we'll get to the 50th lockdown one soon then we'll have a party it's unbelievable what we've been doing so anyway we talked to people to friends of why it's called barbara nice and friends people who i maybe only met once or people have seen quite a lot of over you know over the years now this lad today i think he's one of our very very greatest comedians yet you may not have heard of him and that's what goes on not everybody's on pigging live at the apollo there is a wonderful comedy circuit out there that's people by very very clever wonderful comedians who've been consistently making people pigging laugh thursday friday saturday night sometimes on a monday or a tuesday and sometimes it's a funny it's a funny setup Sunday afternoons he has been making people laugh this lad like oh, great other club comedians I'm very pleased I wanted him to come on for a while and we've got him today so I'll be very pleased when he comes on the great Steve Day now so if, if you know him you know him talking about if you don't know him you think who should Piggy talking about well you won't think that but when you finish listening to him you go I want to see that fella I want to see him just as soon as live comedy starts up again right Paul so should we try and get in touch with him love yeah. Because he goes cycling. I want to get him before he goes cycling. <laughs> is he coming in? Oh, here he is. I, th- I think he's here. Hello. Oh, hello. How are you doing? Do you need a sound check? The spring moonless night in the small town, Dallas and Bible Black and Cobble <laughs> I love doing that. I, I forgot to say, to begin at the beginning. That's why I always... You know when people say one, two, one, two? Yeah. If you go in a room and start doing Under Milk Wood, everything goes silent everywhere. <laughs> Wherever, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Honestly, people just listen. You just say, to Yo. begin at the beginning. It is spring, moonless night in a small town. And, right, I'm in. I'm in. I was worried about faffing about, but I'm in. You, you are beautifully in, and you sound very, very good and clear. How have you been getting on with this lockdown, my lovely lad? It's it's been like a bit of a practice run for retirement. I hate to say, but <laughs> I've quite enjoyed it. All I need is a cardigan. But I um, you know you know you can have some theories about staying positive and all that. And it's only when things get difficult you find out if it works. But a lot of the things I've done have, have worked quite quite well. That's not to say everything's great. It's not. It's terrible. But you can you can try and make the most of it. 
Yeah, I and I and I will confess to you, I've quite liked some of it. Yeah. I like not having to travel around, Steve, on the bus. Or I mean, it's nice when you give me a lift to a jig, but I've liked a lot of it. The peace and quiet. And but now it's sort of it's changing a bit. There's a lot of rubbish in the streets. I don't like that. Oh, I know. But you know what? And people have often said this. One of the best things about my comedy was the fact that I could drive. And I used to drive. <laughs> I used to drive all the time. And you know what? I, I sat in my car the other day, and I could, I knew there was a steering wheel and a gear stick and some pedals, but I couldn't tell you what they did. I just completely forgotten. So I. <laughs> I think, see, I'm really scared of getting rusty with the comedy, so I might just drive to Exeter and, and wait in a car park for an hour and then, then drive home just to keep my hand in. Just to, do you remember when you drove me to Huddersfield? Do you remember when we did that oh, gig? In? And I, we thought we were... <laughs> Go on. I do. It was so terrible, wasn't it? But you know, there was that, it was terrible snow, wasn't it? It seems hard to imagine yeah. that. And yeah. I think we we were the last car out of Huddersfield, I think. Can you imagine if we'd have been stuck there forever? <laughs> but you know what, Barbara, whenever I, whenever I drive you to gigs, and it's such a pleasure, but I always get so engrossed in what you're saying. I have never not got lost. And that's with a sat-nav. But my, my poor sat-nav, I've got it on a phone, you know, like a phone app. Yeah. And it sent me a drunk text the other day, just wondering, asked me what went wrong. Because I just, <laughs> I, I, we, I've not used it. I've just ignored it for like two months. <laughs> this thing waking up in the middle of the night, getting paranoid that I've just abandoned it. <laughs> but, you, but no, the, and the thing with the lockdown is I've, um, I've got fit. I, I was, I was on the diet, and then, but then the lockdown came at came at just the right time. I'm on one of those, you know, those keto diets. Have you heard of a keto diet? Yeah, I'm a bit. I'm a big believer in it. Get rid of carbohydrates, in it. Well, you know, it was perfect at the start of the lockdown because you can't have carbohydrate. So pasta. Well, there was <laughs> there was no pasta in the shops anyway. People, and you can't have bread, and there was no bread. And the thing about keto is it. It makes you a bit constipated. So, <laughs> so you didn't when need there was toilet. no toilet rolls, <laughs> I didn't need it. So <laughs> people could panic, panic by as much as they wanted. It wasn't, it wasn't going to affect me. But you know, you're right now because I, I go out on my bike and I, I've noticed after the last week or so, people are just the distancing is still a thing. It, the, you know the. The, the social distancing, that's not changed, but people are ignoring that. But you know what, part of the problem, and a lot of the people not not doing it are older people. You'd think, you know, they'd be more vulnerable, and yeah. they're not just... You know why, though? Because they've said two metres. It's two <laughs> metres. It's met, metric, isn't it? It's, it's foreign. You can't... Get, it's, it's much easier to say six, six feet, love, six feet, or... <laughs> If they're confused about six feet, that's one and a half grandmas. <laughs> You've got some great bloody material out of us. I've thought about this. But the other thing I've tried to do, you know, to keep sane, is, yeah. is you know, you get a bit... Because what I've, I have got fit, but I'm, I, I, a lot of that is I've, and I've got an hour a day exercise from tutting. <laughs> What, what I do, you see, I walk to the park and I've been tutting, some light tutting on the way there. And then, 
in, in the park with people doing all sorts of silly things, I do high intensity interval tutting, <laughs> and then then I tut down on the way home, and that's that's sort of an hour of, of good exercise. But the other thing, watching um, watching wildlife documentaries on yeah. the telly, you know, I thought I watch I watch a bit of wildlife. And that'll, that'll calm me down. But then I started shouting at the telly, I tell you what, David Attenborough, if you love the Galapagos Islands so much, why don't you just marry them? <laughs> Stephen, you're making me pick it up. All this wonderful material you're getting out of it. You're a genius, not, kid. I don't know. This, this, yeah, but can you imagine when this finishes, the last people, the last thing anybody wants to hear about, oh, God, not lockdown. Have you got anything else? <laughs> Have you got any other jokes, mate? So, um, yeah, there's, there's going to be nothing left after this. Well, have you been sharing all this stuff out? Because it's very good. What have you been doing with all these observations you've had? Mo- well, most. Well, you know what? I'm lucky. I am lucky because I'm in a. I'm in a family with five of us here, and I have. But I, I reckon I've seen the kids twice in the last eight weeks, and <laughs> okay, occasionally see, I see my wife in the morning and at night, and that's about it, really. It's, it's great. I've been. I've been living on Netflix. I mean, you know, it's the whole thing. It's been like looking at the world through the wrong end of a telescope, and I quite like that. I quite like being my own world. I mean, you can get too far, too far into it you know and then um and but these things lately have jolted me back you know they uh some of the stuff like my mum is my mum is 82 and i've not seen her for a long time but now all of a sudden all of a sudden overnight it's all magic and she can go out and run around and she can go and, she can go and lick doorknobs or something and she's got she's got like super strength or something now so but if we they live 100 miles away in stevenage and uh we can visit but did you have you seen pictures you know people put pictures they visited their grandma for, for the birthday and just like spoke to them through the window have you seen those? yeah yeah but yeah to, to me that looks like people window shopping in for a sex worker in amsterdam <laughs> <laughs> you know it's a it's a kind of specialist taste you know older older things. <laughs> i can't help thinking that when i look at it it's, that says something about me, doesn't it, rather than, than about them. But I, show, I think we can visit my mum as, as long as we kind of airlift ourselves into the back garden or something. I, I, we could abseil. So. I think what it does, Steve, is shows you've got a brilliant comedic mind. No, and you see no it. Yes, you have. I remember <laughs> the first time I saw you, it was years ago, and it was with um, Karen Bailey. And I'm going back a long time in some small pub, somewhere like Leamington Spa. And I said to Karen at the time, what's he doing here? He's brilliant. It was in Worcester. I said, what's he doing here? He's brilliant. Uh, Nobody nobody else thinks so. Not even even in my own house. (laughs) (laughs) Why why are you not seeing... Because I've got a very nice wife, George, who was an Olympic athlete, wasn't she? An Olympic athlete. Can I say something about this? And uh, you know, with the yeah. things going on, on in America, my my wife's yeah. African. She, she's of uh, my wife's family from Ghana. Though, when I asked her what part of Ghana, she said Peckham. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's um, she was in the Olympics in 1996, and she's a black person. And when she came home from the Olympics, she went out on a night out with her friends. And she was stopped by the police and had their car searched for no other reason 
apart from she was a black person driving a nice uh, car. Steve. And now uh, that's a long time ago, but so that. And so my kids are. I've got five. Are all different colours. My we it's my kids range from you wouldn't know they were black to a full black man if you know what I mean. And yeah. it happens to them all the time. Mm. But they they just they sh- mostly shrug it off. And people say, oh, it's not a problem. I know I can't possibly understand what that could be like. But I I it makes me weep to see these things happening on the TV and all that because I, because I know those sort of things exist if you know what I mean yeah I well, absolutely I, you, you mentioned my wife was in the Olympics she doesn't mention it more than once a day <laughs> how come you're not seeing her much during the day that's are you is it because you're on Netflix no she watches a load of old rubbish she watches <laughs> come dine with me and then oh and then so, so I just have to I have to leave the room because I spoil it for her by saying by saying it's rubbish I I get kicked out so um, I can't or if I watch Britain's Got Talent she likes that but I say oh I know him I know her I know him that that drives her mad as well (laughs) you're a marvellous fella so listen Stephen how long do you think it'll be before you get into that car your sat nav knows you still love it what do you reckon when can we get back on the live circuit well I don't think things will be running anywhere near normal at least until next year but I, I've got, but you know, I, I, I often the support act for my great friend Gary Delaney, and yeah. he he's planning a tour for uh, early next year. So I think that will be the first. Well, fingers crossed, he books me again. But uh, the first regular work I get next year. But I've got a theory about this. Uh, can I? Can you? Can I take a minute to explain what I think about this? Please, please. Right, because yeah. it's it's sometimes difficult to see a way out of this, as though it's never it's never going to be. You know what I mean? It's never going to come. Mm. And but if you look back one year, I'm a big sports fan. One year ago, this week, the Cricket World Cup was on, and I remember that vividly England ended up winning it and it's so vivid in my mind it seems like no time at all okay yeah so if you can look back to one year and realize how recent that was you can also look forward to a year to think it will come here before you know it and and that's one of the things that can help you through when you think there is no end to this look back a year how soon how recent was that well look forward the same time span and by that time i think everybody expects that things will be far more back to normal until well, then just the other thing is to pretend you're someone else that always pretend just, <laughs> if you get a bit pretend you're someone else and I, I like to think about steve day and the third person so i if steve day's got a problem i think of steve day's problem sometimes rather than my problem and it's, oh. it it doesn't make things right but it sometimes gives you that little bit of distance to to think more you know when you panic and everything comes on top of you and you can't think straight that's that's what i try to do the other thing is, is though I can't. If you're hard, I'm hard of hearing. I'm, I should mention you. I'm, I'm, I'm. You better do. Yeah, explain. Go I'm on. Pra- practically dead. I'm speaking to you now because of a miraculous technology, my new hearing aids, and a, and a, and a wireless combination thing. But 
out on the streets with people with masks on, I haven't got a chance of knowing what they're saying. I, I went to the Chinese and you know to get a takeaway, and the guy was already behind bulletproof glass with a mask on. I could have been ordering anything because he read it back to me. I just said yes. It could have been. I mean, it could have been anything. And I want people to go around with semaphore flags. Hmm to talk to me because at six feet with a mask on I haven't got a clue what people are saying it's absolutely brilliant the technology because when I said because I love you as a comic you know and as a person as a human being all that and I wanted you to come on the podcast and I said do you think you'll be able to do it and you said yeah for anybody at home thinking how's he doing it because he's deaf how, how is it working for you Steve well, first of all, I am, I am severely, profoundly hard of hearing. Practic- without hearing aids, I am deaf. But I've got my latest hearing aids. I have a company called Starkey who, who, who gave them to me because they wanted somebody sort of quite active to try them out. They are, first of all, so brilliant. Secondly, it's, they've given me a, a thing called a streamer. It's, a, it's a, a surfing thing that connects to my computer and yeah. digitally transfers the sound directly into my hearing aid so there's there's no interference it's and it's perfectly programmed for my hearing loss so i don't get every word but i'm able to have a conversation like we are now it's absolutely life-changing for me but you know what the worst thing for me is still i'm not confident on the phone for example if it's somebody i don't know or you know i'm fine with you and i know that you know it's not going to be terrible if if we kind of you know, we'll pick up if I if I miss out. But to, to ring up anybody official, I think I'd still be terrified about doing that. But I'm going to do it much more now. The lockdown taught me to, or gave me the impetus to try it, and it's ah. it's been it's been fantastic. So I can talk to you now. Stephen, it's a miracle, and I think I'm so pleased that lockdown. Because what I think it has done is given us that time to apply ourselves to things that we're thinking. I'll get round to that. And you've been able to make this happen. Brilliant. Yeah, you know that I've been in comedy, as you know, I mean, a long time. I've been doing it for more than 20 years. Yeah. And I realised at the start of this lockdown, it was the first break I've had that wasn't Christmas since mm. 2004. Right, well, that's that's a long time. I'm not very good at maths, but it's a long but time. But we're 16 years. We're, we're self-employed. Right. And if, if we don't work, mm. we don't get holiday pay, do we? We don't get sick pay. We don't get been, an out. It's been really... Well, we've got something... I got... Actually, I have to say, the Arts Council gave me some money to, to help oh, me through. Oh, that's brilliant. And and then there was a self-employed scheme, and both of those have... Because I just thought there was going to be nothing at all. And I, to be honest, with a family and five kids and all that, but my wife is still working, uh, my sons are working, and, and I'm sitting around talking to you. That sounds great to me. Ha! <laughs> Stephen, you were going to go to Edinburgh, weren't you? Yeah, I was going to take. I was going. Oh, that's my my biggest uh, sadness. I was going to take two mm. shows. One, one was a show I'd done already. My my dad died almost two years ago now from he had dementia, and I wrote a show about that that I've done twice. But this year was going to be the last year because grief is a funny thing we were grieving when he was still alive that's dementia does that you grieve in installments but nothing prepares you for how you'll feel when they die and then now two years later the show i wanted to come back with a positive and a to say this is what grief is like and you never forget and it's still painful but the grief goes like the seasons you can be in winter 
and then it's springtime and you become mm. able to and it's I won't be able to do it now because next year will be too far down the line for it to be meaningful so I'm sad that that, that didn't happen and then the other yeah. show was a com- compilation show with all sorts of disabled people but in a in a very kind of irreverent being a bit cheeky about disability and not not being worthy and just having a bit of a laugh mm. and that was going to be called disabled can'ts that's c-a-n-t-s of people who <laughs> yes you can that was a and I, so i think i might hold that off and do that next year brilliant Stephen. absolutely i tell you what it's been great talking to you because you're dead funny and you're dead thoughtful about life and I what a combination and you've lost how much weight have you lost Steve over this oh thing? yeah that's, with, well with the keto diet I mean notwithstanding the constipation I've lost <laughs> 20 it's, the, it's all the tutting oh, I've lost 20, <laughs> 22 kilograms since Christmas right how much is that in real how much is I, that I in old money I think that's three over three stone I was <gasps> I was nine, nearly 19 stone, and now I'm 15 and a half. That's brilliant. Because you cycle as well, don't you? You go a lot of yeah, cycling. But I didn't lose weight by cycling. I lost weight, uh. and it made cycling easier. It made cycling fun. But you know the worst thing about starting exercise is the shame. It's the shame. You know when you're overweight and fat, and then if you want to... Wherever I cycled, my, first of all, the kit shrinks in the cupboard. The kit just shrinks. And then you try and put, you stretch this kit over your fat belly and get on a bike and you just feel so stupid. And you come round the corner, there's always a gang of builders or someone just round the corner as you're wob- wobbling along. That's the worst thing is that you feel a bit ashamed and you, you have to kind of work through that, you know. But so I lost a bit of weight and now I'm, I'm going all over Warwickshire on my bike. I'm enjoying it. Oh, Stephen. I, listen, love, let's get together. Why, I'm doing my um, fortnightly Barbara Nice show. I'm going to get you on that. Do you think you... Oh. Will, will this work on Zoom, what you're, the, what you're using, you know, the device? Will it work oh, yeah. on Zoom? Great. Oh, Come on. oh I, I had a Zoom. I'm named, I'm named up here, but I had, a, I had a Zoom with Sarah Millican. And oh, it was, very good. It was, there were real people in the audience. And really? It's like... You know, on breakfast TV, where they yeah. have, they started, you know, one person starts singing, and then it's load of people singing the same song. Yeah. I mean, I've seen those things they do. But yeah. what I, I thought about that, yeah, but there, there'll be at least one person in there who's, who's wanted for armed robbery. <laughs> Probably. But people forget, that don't was... they? You know, I'm going to be in this thing, and there's, that's the man, that's the man that did it. I know, I've been worried, yeah, I've been worried about that. And also people where they shouldn't be. But I suppose in lockdown, you can't really have an affair, can you? I don't know. Well, I I wouldn't like to speculate. (laughs) Right then, my darling, you've been absolutely hilarious and very, very interesting as well. Brilliant to speak to you, Bob. And you, what will you do with it? Have you took the dogs for a walk today? Yeah, but I've left them at their own devices for a bit. So they could be, my wife's planted a load of new plants in the garden and the dogs like to dig them up. And I've been... (laughs) I've been I've been put in charge of that, so I think I might be in trouble. Right, okay. And your wife <laughs> was in the Olymp- your wife was in the Olympics, wasn't she? Yeah, Atlanta, nineteen ninety six. She ran the four hundred meters. That's right. And never a day goes past that she doesn't mention it. Is that right? <laughs> no, not more than once a day. She's very she's very. <laughs> you wouldn't you you'd hardly know. <laughs> Thank you so much to you and your lovely family. 
And I um, agree, what's what's happening in America is a pigging disgrace. Know, and it's been going on for years. Well, we keep has. talking about it, like you just talked about it then, Steve. It's not all right. We've got to talk about it. Got exactly. to say no more of this. That's all right, exactly. love. Take care, love. ta Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, bye. sweetheart. Bye-bye, Steve Day. <laughs> Once he's smashing, honestly, I was laughing my head off. and that, But like he was saying, Paul, yeah. no one's going to be interested in that lockdown. But you might as well use it now, love. <laughs> People true. be going, oh, no, move on, move on. <laughs> he, aren't you brilliant? And if, you, if you're cycling yourself, and also when you're thinking, I can't believe that that he was a hard-of-hearing person because Barbara's sat in her back bedroom and he's in <laughs> Sutton Coalfield. How did that happen? Well, like he was saying, he's got this device and the good thing about lockdown is he's not really had the, the confidence, the time, whatever it is, to get to the bottom of it and get it going. So brilliant. He's very clever oh, and nice and that lovely it. mixture of making kind of fun and then very serious stuff. And I've met his family. Yeah. Absolutely lovely family. And he's right. What's going on in America now? Everybody knows about racism and everybody Everybody pretends it's not really properly happening, and it is, and it always has done, and we've got to do something about it. Right, so, oh, I don't know, all life, Shing and Yang, Fen and Shui, Start Skiing Hutch, and I'll finish off on this little sing-song. If you're cycling or you're walking, you know the drill, join in. Were you ever in Quebec, where it's always nice and wet, where there's a swan with a double neck, riding on a donk? It's not donkey, is it? Is it donkey? Is it, is it, donkey? Is it the swan that, I thought it's you that rides on the donkey. Is it the swan that rides on the donkey? Oh. I don't really know. Hey ho, where we go, donkey. I'll tell you what. Just before we sign <laughs> off, uh, somebody said he's nice. He does a podcast. He's a lovely lad, tall. Oh. I, I can't tell on the podcast. James Acaster oh. mentioned me on his podcast just Did today. He? That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I know he's a nice lad. Yeah. So just trying to find out whether it was positive or not. And if it was, I yeah. might get in touch with him, Gary Monier. What I'm worried about is... All right. Um, how many people what? are you booking on this podcast for your Saturday stuff? I think you've got quite a full I roster. Know, but... have a no, I know. I'm a bit worried about that. <laughs> Anybody that comes on and says you want to yeah. come on. That's about the last five guests. You're going to have a huge queue for this Saturday night. Good guests. How many? <laughs> a lot of them. You're in danger of not being on your own show. I had trouble as I do think but you know aren't they smashing and give them a chance and give them some money <laughs> I've never booked oh do I, let's go don't tell me now we'll go through it again oh, that, oh that, that's the story of my piggy life I had 25 bridesmaids <laughs> all right love take care out there look after yourselves make your own mind up about what's right and what's pigging wrong but listen black lives matter and that's the pigging truth all right over and out see you kids bye Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.